Welcome back to the Winnipeg Foundation's Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined via Zoom by Nina Kondo. She's the Executive Director of the Elmwood Community Resource Center. Nina, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. So first of all, for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the Elmwood Community Resource Center, give us a bit of an introduction about the Elmwood Community Resource Center and some of the programs and services it offers. Elmwood Community Resource Center is a family resource center uh, in Elmwood. Um, We offer various services from literacy to after-school program to counseling program um, and then basic needs as well. For uh, Recently, we're doing more of a basic needs packages. Elmwood have been in existence since 2001 and we are very privileged to have Winnipeg Foundation as our one, one of our support and one of our funder as well. You provide programs and services that help families in so many different ways, as you mentioned, but Obviously, things changed a lot for for everyone, including charitable organizations during the pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. How has Elmwood Community Resource Center adapted to the effects of the pandemic? How have things kind of changed in terms of how some of those programs and services are being delivered? So during the pandemic, we didn't stop. We changed our services to become more online, um, online services, um, and then over the phone as well. And like for literacy classes, we we changed quickly by providing um, access to technology to the learners and the students so they can still um, attend a program and class via online. Um, We've also added several warm line and crisis line for people to access the crisis counseling if needed over the phone, as well as the basic needs support uh, that people needed at the time. Um, As we were delivering food hamper, we were delivering wellness packages. um, And then we also, uh, for the youth program, the after school program, we sort of went to social media right away with the youth through Instagram and Snapchats, um, where the youth were attending their their program. As well, we've added a homework helpline, we called it Level Up Homework Helpline, where youth will call in and access to a teacher uh, who will help them with their homework. It's amazing how many organizations, as much as the, the circumstances are really unfortunate, but it's really shown Uh, a lot of the resilience in the community and kind of reinforced how important it is to maintain those connections. And luckily we're able to, we have the technology to be able to do that. Absolutely. We were very lucky. We partnered with other corporate who provided us with the technology to offer to families Um, and people are resilient. Uh, We just need to tap into that so we can see it and, and, and move forward. One of the workshops that um, you've recently hosted online is a series of anti-racism training sessions that are being offered in partnership with Immigration Partnership Winnipeg. Tell us a little bit more about how the, the partnership and how the idea for the sessions came about. After the, the recent incident that happened with Mr. Floyd in the state, um, we've received some of our families contacted us and, um, and that sort of created some trauma to resurface, um, as well as we've had other service provider asking us, because one of 
one segment of our after school program is about culture empowerment for both newcomer youth but also indigenous youth um, so some of the service provider asked us if we can give them some training on anti-racism and how to become an ally so we partner with immigration partnership winnipeg because they have their anti-racism COVID campaign um, and then as a result we saw it, it will be a really normal and easy partnership and um, to develop these trainings so we can provide it to service providers. Um, so the first training was last uh, on June 11 on anti-racism and we talked about what is racism, um, how does, what are the root cause of racism, as well as how do you break or how do you address those racism um, as a, a bystander or as a person who's uh, being impacted by it. Um, and then this Thursday, we'll be doing another series on how to become an effective ally. It's so important to be having those, those conversations. For people who are interested in potentially attending the second session this evening, do they have to have attended the first session or can they still take part even if they haven't been a part of the first session? Yeah, they can take the second session. Um, so taking one or the other wasn't, um, it's not a requirement. Um, so people are still um, welcome to attend for tomorrow's evening um, online and it will be through Zoom. And last, the last session we had over 300 people registered for the training and wow. we're expecting the same amount for this one. That's great. What are some of the things that you want people to take away from these sessions? Mainly, it's people becoming aware of how we can be helpful to each other, but also understanding our own privileges that we carry um, and how we can use those privileges in a way that will support others. And often I hear, um, I hear people tell me, oh, Nina, I don't see color. I don't see race. Um, therefore, I treat everybody human. But then what I, I say is that when we say that we are negating or denying the inequity that happens to racialized people or indigenous people and as a result uh, we're not seeing the pain that that's causing so the hope of these training is really to empower and give people tools how to be uh, an ally and in a way that is effective and not micro aggressing and how do we use our own ability and the excess of privilege that we may have to support those who don't have it. It goes back to, as you were saying, I think just people, people learning a little more and people taking the time to understand and hear other people's perspectives. You know, mm -hmm. some people, they've grown up in an environment where they have privilege and they haven't had to deal with a lot of the things that other people unfortunately face on a day-to-day -day basis. And so mm -hmm. taking that time to, to learn and to show compassion and empathy, but also find ways to take meaningful action. I think that's so important. Absolutely. Um, in the previous training that we, we did, we provided at least 10 call to actions that people can um, take on as their own, but also create their own. Simple things as if you are working in a workplace, look at your HR policy, look at how the services are provided. So that way we, we bring that sense of inclusion, but also giving those tools so that we can be become more aware and effective. So if, if people want to take part in the session tonight, what do they need to do to register and to sign up? 
there is a link to the event poster on um, Elmwood Community Resource Center Facebook, as well as Immigration Partnership Facebook, and both the website. So our website will be uh, www.elmwoodcrc.ca um, to register. Otherwise, if they can't, they, um, I can, they can send me a quick email at my email ncondoelmwoodcrc.ca, and we'll be able to register them. And are there any plans for future sessions as well? Or if, if people maybe missed the first one or can't make the second one, will there be recordings available afterwards? Yes, so there is a recording of the first session that have been shared already um, that we will be it will be put up on our website soon and the slides of the presentation as well. We are also planning to do more trainings. These these two trainings are just the tip of the iceberg of what is anti-racism and how to become an ally. So we're hoping to do more of these training in, in fall, in September, um, with more um, more content and more example and anecdotes um, for how that looked like to be anti-racist and and how to be an ally. This evening's anti-racism training session takes place uh, at 5 p.m. And um, for more information, um, listeners can go to elmwoodcrc.ca or visit the Elmwood Community Resource Center on Facebook. And the poster with all the information, the Zoom link will be there as well. Um, we're just about out of time, but Nina, is there anything you, else you'd like to add about uh, Elmwood Community Resource Center or about the anti-racism training sessions before we sign off? But I would just ask people to to use this time that racism never never disappear. Uh, it continues as we sleep and even after this training. But to use these tools that we're, we're giving as a way also to to make the community better and their neighborhood better and of course our our country better. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much, Nina, for speaking with me today. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org.